tired. So tired. Overtired. This episode is brought to you by Hims. Uh, stay tuned for more information. Hello, everybody. Welcome to what might be, and I'm not going to explain, might be a, a kind of a weird episode of Overtired. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why are you asking so many questions? Um, this is Jeff uh, Severance Gunsel, one of your three hosts. Uh, I'm here with Christina Warren. Hi, Christina. Hello. Hello. And Brett, what are you eating in the microphone? I have a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> They're homemade, huh? Yeah, are they homemade? What's yeah. the what's the what's the flavor? This is like lemon echinacea. Nice. Fucking weird lemon. organic juices. That's what I get. And I make them into popsicles. And Excellent. I eat them when I'm drunk. Oh, that's all right. That's got nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah. You, you know, I started that with what's the flavor, which reminded me, have you ever had a long-term situation where you clearly um, have the phone number that's being given out by a drug dealer, um, which has happened to me? Uh, and for a, a glorious two years, I would get these calls and they'd be something like, here's three of my favorites. Okay. One was, I answer the phone. Hey, what's the flavor? That's it. Right. The next one is... Uh, Hey, you still at Taco Bell, right? I was like, beautiful. <laughs> and then my favorite was Christmas Eve. And it was just a text that said, I see you over there, Negro. <laughs> I cannot relate to this at all. What? what? <laughs> and I wrote back and I was like, I, I just, I can't really, it's hard for me to explain, but I know you have the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> how did you end up with these numbers? I don't like, know if it was a number happen? that was just too close to a, uh, what is clearly a drug dealer's number because it wasn't just that there was a lot more of like what's the flavor like like a lot more of checking in on fridays like somebody gave the wrong number out somebody gave the wrong number out it got passed around you know call this guy and ask what's the flavor you know and i loved it loved it and uh and i missed those calls i wish i could figure out i blocked everybody because you'd keep getting calls my block list is just epic in fact I could probably give my block list to the minneapolis police department and uh get some sort of like reward but i wouldn't do that <laughs> what tr what drug is it they would ask what the, what's the flavor? I don't know. Maybe it was just like what's going on tonight. It's also possible this was just a guy that like maybe this was a guy who made promises and he knew he couldn't keep them and so he gave out the number. But it wasn't just men or just women, right? Like it was a it was an interesting mix and it was mostly calls and and not texts, which is I think data, but I don't really know what to make of it. I just miss them. I miss my community. I have uh, had them a lot. I've had a lot of drug dealers' phone numbers in my life. Yeah. And my them still in your phone? No. Okay. My texts of them have been mostly about like where you at? Uh yeah. you coming? Yeah. <laughs> you still at Taco Bell? <laughs> I can't imagine what the what the answer to what flavor. What's the flavor? No, I mean that's just a thing to say too though. Like what's the flavor? Is it? Yeah. But like I was, yeah, I don't know. So I was always very polite. I didn't put anybody on because <laughs> I don't know who's listening. Um, I, uh, you know, like that's all. So anyway, welcome everybody. Here we are. Thanks. Um, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna start with gratitude again, aren't we? Are we? I thought we said that when we were coming in. I'm gonna ask Christina. Christina, we starting with gratitude again. <laughs> yeah, let's start with gratitude. Let's do it. <laughs> And then, we'll take, and then we'll take calls. Let's just yeah. get right into it. I mean, I got the lights that are all blinking on my phone and uh, callers are ready. I have a very important gratitude. Okay, let's let's do Great. it, man. Let's start You're a very important I'm man. A, I, admittedly, I'm a little drunk. If you couldn't <laughs> tell from the way I said the word admittedly, um, 
Or from the point at which he told you he only eats popsicles when he's drunk or likes yeah. to eat them when he's like, drunk. Yeah. There have been plenty of clues. If you're not following along at this point, I can't help you. I'm just going to go ahead and put this in the topic list. <laughs> <laughs> just going <laughs> to. So. It's like when you when you add a to-do that you've already done. I'm just going to add this. to, to Brett's, Brett's drunk. That'll be number one. This is this is kind of a post-mortem gratitude. Okay. Um, okay. I have loved, if you ask me for the last five years, what's your favorite mind mapping application? Yes. I would have told you I thoughts. Both I, could have, for, I could have told you that before you even said it. Both for Mac and iOS. I have been a huge fan of I thoughts. And Craig from I thoughts has just declared he's done. That's very sad. Yeah. So my gratitude is uh, historical. Like, I have loved I Thought so much, and he's going to maintain it for as long as it works without any upkeep, which on macOS probably means two, maybe three OS Yeah, I was going to say, what does that? Yeah, okay. On iOS, nobody knows how long that'll last. It could be the next. The next iOS version could kill the iOS version of iThoughts. Um, but iThoughts X is my favorite mind mapping application, and I will be I will be bitterly disappointed to have to switch to another. I mean, MindNode is a great app. I yeah. love the guys from my note. I've met them. I have talked to them. They're great people. I thought has always had my heart. Um, so this is actually an in memoriam, <laughs> a, a gratitude in memoriam because I thoughts has declared the end of Toketa where and the I thoughts application. I'm going through the, Twitter feed, which is very old at this point for reasons that aren't going to be hard for us to understand. But there's an amazing update note from December 8th, 2021, where I thoughts has added LaTeX support. And <laughs> it's funny because I've never seen LaTeX look ugly. It definitely looks ugly in a purple mind map. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine LaTeX looking good. In no, any kind of visual application, sure. No, but but also, this is why we'll miss the app because, like, who else is going to? to right? You know that so, you know that like five people were incredibly vocal about LaTeX support, like five, yeah. like maybe three, like yeah. but that's that's it. We're incredibly vocal, and and he like took the time to be like, okay, you know what? Even though this is not going to be attractive and will not apply to ninety nine point nine 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 seven percent of users, I'm still going to do the yeah. work. And he was, yeah. he was, he was a nerd's nerd developer. He is. I mean, he's not dead. He is he's a not nerd's dead. nerd. He's developer. not. And I checked in with him. I'm like, Hey man, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just, I'm just done with the app thing. And he's, he's okay. But, but my favorite app is not. And so I feel a sense of loss. I swear Craig is okay. Everything's fine. We're just losing an app over the next few years. It'll continue working. I guarantee it'll continue working for a few years, but 
but it's dead. Well, this is sweet. So I'm I'm putting this stuff in the show notes, but I'm I'm on the site now looking at like sort of the posts over the years. And there's a June 2008 post that just says started playing with iPhone development as a hobby. (laughs) And that is such a beautiful uh, thing to look back on, given the history of this app, which is a fantastic. It really is. Even the. Yeah. So I love it on Mac OS, but even on iOS, it was such a great it was a nerds nerds app like mm. you you had to appreciate like you could create a mind map and output it to a word document like mm-hmm. natively in the app and like that's just it's for nerds it's a it's an app for nerds and i'm gonna miss it that's amazing can i ask you a question as a developer sure. is there is there anything about your understanding of of him having to shut this down that says anything at all and for Christina for you too this is anything at all about the current landscape for app I was gonna I was gonna say I I, like I was gonna ask the same question or like have some of the same thoughts like what does this say about how viable this making a nerds nerd nerds app is Hmm. that's a really good question so I make an app called marked Mm -hmm. and marked has gone from in the time that Gruber would talk about it, it has gone from $3,000 a month to $500 a month. Okay, nine, nine, <laughs> 900 this, to, If to we were in the dollars. same room, I feel like this is a good time for me to just take your wallet, actually, now that we're talking <laughs> about money. <laughs> but, but my sales have gone down significantly, and I can't speak to the general... I don't know what apps like Better Touch Tool and uh, Hazel and, you know, like these real nerd apps are doing. I don't I don't really know how they're doing these days. Um, I know how my own nerdy apps are doing. Um, I know that even Bunch, which I give away for free, has been down lately. So I don't I. I honestly don't know what the future of nerd apps is. I mean, my I hate saying this because people are going to get mad at me or whatever, but I think that it's it's subscription, right? It's subscription and it's SaaS because that's the only way you can make it work. And it isn't like developers want to turn everything into a subscription. It's that that's the only way they can make something sustainable. Like, because otherwise it's, I think that, you know, the number of people who are willing to install a new app is difficult. I think the barrier to entry is harder than it has ever been before. Um, and you have so many other people who you're competing with free on the surface, right? So like, mm-hmm. it's not actually free, but it'll be free. And and then it'll have, you know, some sort of hidden payment thing. But yeah, I um, I, I worry define, the same way you do. Define hidden payment thing. Well, what I mean is, is like you'll download it and it'll be yeah. free and then it'll be like, oh, if you want to continue using this, you've got to pay X dollars a week so, or X dollars so a year. So just to be clear, in the Apple ecosystem, that is the only way you can offer a free trial. I know. If you want I, people I'm to aware. be able to try your product for free. I know. You have to offer that in that purchase after a week and yes. say, now you have to continue paying. Like there's like back in the days of like shareware. Right. You no, know, like we well, can you still offer... can if you don't sell on the Mac App Store, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It, like 
we which, can which offer seven 14 day trials and you can to clear, choose to pay. Which to be clear, I don't think anybody for any reason, like other than they want to just maybe be as expensive as possible. I don't know anybody who's like, oh, I have to be in the Mac app store. If I'm not in the Mac app right. store, I'm dead. Like, fuck that. Like no actual. Okay. For, for a couple of years, that was true. I know it's not anymore though, but for, it's 2024. Yeah, it's not exactly. 20, it's, it not, is, it's not 2011. It is not true not anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And um, for a couple of years, it was true. If you weren't in the Mac app store, you 100%. were, you were treading water. Now, most income, like setup gives me more income than the Mac app store. Does. Oh yeah. And well, they have better discovery and they have an actual captive audience of people who actually want to use apps. Whereas and like a, the Mac and app a more, store. And a more yeah. curated selection yes. well, of apps. Well, that's, yeah. that's kind of my point. Like the discovery is better, right? Because if you open, like I'm opening up with the Mac app store right now and I'm looking at it and here's, when I click on discover, here's what I see. I see games that we love and I'm seeing. Um, Bullshit like, games that charge you for upgrades. Right. And I'm seeing like, you know, I'm seeing like, uh, like you're a cat, you know, in Cyber City and Stray. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's really going to make up for being cyber. The fact that cyberpunk can't be played. Like, fuck that. And then I'm like, oh, what to watch? I can watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon Prime. OK, like I really like um, um, what's his face, um, uh, Childish Gambino. But like, I don't care. And then I yeah. finally see, oh, get started with Mac Essentials. And I, I, I click on that. And the first three things, the first here, here are the five. Here are the five things that I've got listed for essential business apps: Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, <laughs> PDF Expert, and Highlights PDF Reader and Notes. Tell like what the fuck? More. And and then and then it gets even worse when you go to Must Play Mac Games, which this is just sad. Lies of P, Stray, Grid Legends. Okay. Return to Monkey Island. Like what year is this? Honestly, <laughs> Resident Evil Village for Mac. Resident Evil Four. These are both old, you know, um, Disney Dreamlight Valley, like what the fuck? Snow Runner, which is a simulation game. Like these are, you know, like not good. Duh. Um and then for for photos, I've got Lightroom, <laughs> Pixelmeter Pro, Affinity Photo 2, Acorn 7, Photometer. So like photo, you're finally good. Then like you're finally like scrolling down, you're like, okay, well then you've got for managing time and tasks, you've got things three and fantastical and agenda and omnifocus. Okay. Like I, you know so, what was awesome is I was looking at the app store and I would never know about office. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like all of this stuff. This is just ridiculous. I'm, so, I'm actually excited that Pixelmator showed up on the list with oh, Adobe apps at all. <laughs> yes, oh, but I mean, here's look, the thing. Me too, but it shouldn't be that far down. Like I shouldn't have to scroll down no. through like 15 things. No. The thing about Office and also their thing of adding like um, narrative stories where they talk about apps and whatever, that didn't help. Like so, some of them are good, but they, it didn't yeah, help, some right? It didn't help really this good. problem. They, they were well done. They were whatever, but you still feel like you're, it feels like you found like a really cool shell on a really big beach. Yeah. Like so it doesn't like, feel like. <laughs> so my app Mark got featured a couple of times in yeah. these app stories and, and app like top picks for the like staff picks. And, and it was a boost in sales. But I look at it now, a year, two two years later, and yeah, their top picks are occasionally indie developers that I, I truly admire and respect, but increasingly rarely so. Uh, this right. the I, I don't mean to keep going on the Microsoft Office thing, but I, I was once visiting a friend in Portland in like in like 2003. And he's like, he's like, hey, you want to go? We got a new Chinese restaurant in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. We walk 
We walk a few blocks and it's a P.F. Chang's. I was going to say, was it a P.F. Chang's? I was like, like. hell yes. No, that's what it sounds like. I'm just, (laughs) me too. And and honestly, Microsoft Office, it's, if you're going to use an offline office, it's the best one. Like, I I use it. (laughs) Me too. Ain't nobody using pages. Ain't nobody using, um, uh, you know, like numbers. Um, uh, oh, Brett, uh, raises Brett has hand. his hand raised, but Brett, you don't count. You're in, and honestly, you're not using numbers if you're doing real <laughs> spreadsheets. Like no That's one true. uses That's a fair. real spreadsheet is, is yeah, using numbers. Exactly. It fair. makes a really exactly. great easy chart, but like nobody who has actual data needs would ever even come close. Like they, you would rather. Well, die. if I have actual data needs, I'm working on the command line. I'm working right. with CSV right, right. and JSON data yep. and actually yep. processing it. Fair enough. If I but, if I need to do a, if I need to do cocky a, when he's drunk. If I need to do a mail merge, fuck mail merge. Fuck numbers. Um, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's yeah, it's I'm fair. just saying like you know, but like, but still, no one's using pages for anything. Like even even people who use page, like honestly, like yeah, yeah, like no one's do, using that. Um, no, every once in a while, I get a pages file from something. I'm like, and I'm like, what, what in the fuck? the fuck? It's like you just sent me the British pound. What am I supposed same. to do with I'm, this? And like, and I, I had the same reaction. And I'm like, and I literally have you know pages installed on every single device I own. But I'm yeah. still like, what is this bullshit? Like, I would, someone's gonna to come at you with the British pound, and you got to be ready. I would yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would never. I would never send anybody a pages file. Or or numbers file. Like I would always export to DocX or I would export to like just CSV or or like a compatible format because I am fully aware that the rest of the world does not use Apple products. This gives even, me an idea though. It's so nice. My but, colleagues, sadly, are not text file people. And by not text file people, I mean, not even really willing to take a minute to think about why I might always say, oh, I have it in a text file, right? I just, right. I just, I'm, ex- I'm eccentric, which I am. I'm for, fucking for, eccentric. For, for them, it's but, Google Docs or nothing. Yeah. And so I think now though, I think I could troll um, better than just sending a text file and I could start sending pages files, especially <laughs> to my, to my PC friends who I do not look down on. Um, but maybe that's a good bit to do. Like, oh, I'm really into this thing, Pages. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Format. I mean, that would be hilarious because at that point, because the thing is, that, like, at least like like Open Office or, or, or Libra Office or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, yeah. I, I always forget that it's Libra Office now because the Open Office thing, there were right, politics, right, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like those formats suck. But like, you know, you can save it in a Docker, DocX. It'll be your formatting yeah. will be fucked and right. you absolutely don't want to open a spreadsheet at all, but right. you, you can get by with it. Right. Like you just definitely don't add any comments or, or, you know, expect, um, you're very carefully, um, like if you've got a very specifically formatted thing, don't expect that to survive, but whatever you can open it. But a pages file, I don't even think Apple allows a pages viewer to exist. I don't even think like you can get one on windows because, yeah. and that's Apple's fault to be very clear. Like that's 100% on them. I think that they, like, I don't understand why that is a product that ever existed, to be honest. Um, Because, like, Apple works, Claris works. There was a Windows version. So, yeah. you know, like, but anyway, but also it, to me, I'm kind of like, I, I get it. You didn't have Office on the iPad, but, you know, was, was, was Pages really worth it? Like, even, like, 20 years ago when they introduced You know what iWork? would be amazing is if there was just an incredible Pages app on Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> just i don't even know what incredible would mean in that context oh i actually what's funny i think the only native one is keynote 
Oh yeah, that makes sense. I guess. I think all the other ones yeah. literally just run in iPad mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I think that's right. Yeah, that's really Which is funny. funny. Uh, can I ask you all? Since we're talking, since we're talking about um, Word documents and documents yeah. in general, I have this problem. I've been really trying to figure out how to rein in, which is that if I am getting and I have great relationships with all of my colleagues. Okay. So I'm not, I, I, despite what I said earlier, I'm not actually trolling people on a regular basis, but I am tired of hearing about how I'm eccentric because I like text files and read CSVs sometimes in a text editor. Fuck you, man. That's just how you got to live. But anyway, it's how the ancestors did it. But like, I cannot, if somebody sends me a document for review, I literally cannot even take in the content until I have normalized the formatting and especially normalized whether there are periods or not at the end of bulleted list items. Mm. <laughs> Do you have this problem? Or are you able to just go ahead and read? I can't read until I like smoothed out the sheets. I'm like, I'm not going to lay in a dirty bed. I mean, I think that... <laughs> I think that I can read without it, but I definitely do go through like that jarring thing, which is like, okay, what is our format here, right? Like, are yeah, we right. Oxford comma people? Or are we not? Like, are we period yeah. in people? Or are we not? Are we capitalizing, well, you know, so in headlines or not? Yeah. Like, in any, any given list, if there are periods at the end of every list item, okay. <laughs> if 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 the first two list items end without periods, and then suddenly. That's mm-hmm. like a two sentence list item that has two periods in it. I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like consistency. That's that's yes. my goal. Yeah. It reminds me, did you watch the um Netflix series Mo? Uh it's a Palestinian American dude. Uh what's his full name? Muhammad. Uh, I'll get it. But he it's an amazing scene. It's very funny. It's very poignant. It's amazing. But there's a scene where he he walks into a grocery store and this woman tries to give him a sample of chocolate hummus and he goes that's a fucking war crime (laughs) (laughs) that's like a little bit how i feel about what you just described (laughs) i agree with that um that's and this is because we are we are like newsroom people jeff like we like we have to i mean like you two to a little bit to 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 um you work with documentation and stuff so you two brett but like we all work like you have to have consistency you have to have a style guide there's nothing worse then when you have the style guide and then you have people who refuse to adhere to the style guide yes. and you're like, what the fuck are we doing? And I don't always agree with the style guide. Like Mashable didn't believe in the Oxford comma, which I hated. Yeah. And then we, we did, we varied with our headline thing. I think we were capitalizing for the most part and then we switched to not. And what was hard though, is I went to Gizmodo where we did have the Oxford comma praise Jesus, but then <laughs> it was lowercase headlines. So oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so it was just, it was like a weird muscle memory thing. Like, what are you getting used to? Right. Um, but the thing is, even though I don't always agree with it, like, I'm like, okay, if we, you know, just be consistent, like that's the only thing, like, I don't have to agree with it, but I'll follow it. Yep. Totally. And also style guides, like I'm okay with the style guide being a living document. I'm even okay with people not using it. If the way they don't use it is totally consistent throughout the document. Yeah, totally. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. I'm putting something in the show notes. It's Muhammad Amr. It's Mo Amr. Uh, it's a clip of this hummus moment. It's really incredible. Anyway. All right. Thanks for, I mean, I would love to talk about style guides and make one right now with a copy editor. Fucking love it. I have Brett's markdown style guide from his uh, Oracle thing, which I bet nobody listens to. Nobody uses. Cause what the fuck is a style guide? I'm in a hurry. True. It's true. I mean, people who do documentation definitely do. Yes. And, but here's the thing, right? Like for me, so we do a lot of work where it's like we send something to a client. We might send an outline to a client, right? An outline is easier to make a fuck of than a document. 
And, mm-hmm. and it is, I, I just feel, I feel like such an old man because I am 10 years older than anybody else in my organization, but I'm like, is it a value or not to us that an outline that goes to a client or an email or anything is like, I remember like, was it Jay Rosen who I don't quote Jay Rosen often, but I remember when he was like, he was everywhere, like in the 2007s, eights, he had a great line, which I used in the newsroom all the time, which is like, everything's an editorial product, everything, your emails, your text, your, 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 you know, private text, your tweets, everything. Right. And I don't, these kids today, mm mm-mm. Nope, they haven't heard of Jay Rosen, which is great. I mean, it, it, no, it, it is. Well, I mean, it's, except for him, right? Like, I think that that Jay Rosen probably wishes that that he were still like the like he and Jeff Jarvis were like the go to. Yes. Oh, and Ken Doctor, right? It was like yep. it was like Ken Doctor, Jay Rosen, and and Jeff Jarvis were like the future of media people that you yes. would talk to. And the white um, future of media people that you would talk to. Yeah. Um, it was like, you know, the guy from NYU, guy from, you know, SUNY and then Ken Doctor. The and then throw in Clay Shir- Shirky if you're feeling edgy. Oh, yeah. Cl- yeah. Cl- yeah. yeah. Fl- fl- uh, throw in uh, Clay Shirky if you want to. And then maybe even like mention like um, um, the the uh, information wants to be like. The, oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Neil free. Postman. Neil, not yeah, Neil Postman. Postman. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Postman. Oh, these are the greatest hits. Christina, I love when this happens, when we free associate on the like mid to late 2000s journalism scene. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like interesting. It's like sports people. fans. It's like, do you, do you remember the 2003 Cardinals? Well, what's so funny is, is um you know, the messenger shut down. Yes. And um, which a, a friend of mine worked there and I was very sad for him. Um, but I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I'm not I'm not going to in any way judge anyone who took their first staff job or like took a job there or whatnot for the most part, for going to work there. Yeah. I am going to judge people who like left relatively stable places to go work there yes. because this was what was so funny to me. The, the ideas and um, um, speaking of um, like um, journalism type of, you know, talking head types, uh, Joshua Benton, who created the, the Neiman lab at Harvard. Hmm. Um, How'd that go? He, um, no, no, I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking of the Civic Media Lab at MIT. Sorry, my okay, bad. Yeah, but no, but, but he created he created the Neiman Lab at, at Harvard. Um, he like had been on a tear for like the last year about how dumb and backwards the messenger was, which we were all saying. We were like, this idea is like straight out of 2011. Mm-hmm. Like this is backwards. But what it reminded me of was in 2010, Michael Wolf was hired to remake Ad Age, like the the, the Prometheus uh, and Apollo Global. These, I, I don't know if Apollo was actually involved, but Prometheus, uh, like some private equity fucks, like bought out the the media group that owned the the Hollywood Reporter, Billboard, and Ad Age, and um, or Ad Week. Sorry, not Ad Age, Ad Week. Mm. And um, they hired Janice Men to do um, the Hollywood Reporter, and she actually did a really good job. Like it, it didn't save it per se, but they definitely were able to resell that for a much higher multiple than they could have, and she made it into a very good magazine because she's yeah. fucking awesome. And they hired Michael Wolf to take on Ad Week, and a friend of mine who I worked with, she had some feelers out to go get a job there. And then she mentioned me. She was like, oh, we should definitely hire my friend. And so um, the girl who was going to run it, I guess, kind of under him, be like his managing person, like she talked to me and she was like selling me on it. And then I get on a call with Michael Wolf and it's basically a job offer. And I'm struck by a couple things. First, Michael Wolf clearly has no idea who I am. He has no idea why he's even talking to me. He's just trying to hire away people. And I worked at a, a prominent publication at the time. 
And, and so, but he has no fucking clue who I am or why he's talking to me. And the second thing was, is he was just telling me how like, oh, well, Mashable is going to be dead. TechCrunch is going to be dead. All these things are going to be dead. We're going to throw so much at this. Like you, you, you can just forget about it. You definitely want to come here because we're, we're going to basically annihilate you. Mm, and I'm, I'm yeah. like 25 and I'm like, okay, I don't think you know what you're doing because this is insane and this isn't how media works right now. And this is a ridiculous idea. This is like late 2010. And so I, um, so I guess I was 24 or 26. And so I, um, I basically was like, I, I, I opted not to continue with the process. I was like, this is weird. Also, it was weird to me that they wanted to offer me a job without even like seeing my writing samples. Like they were just really, the whole thing just felt off. And so I was like, I'm not doing this. And, and Lauren also opted to not do it. And we were very grateful because less than a year later, Michael Wolf was um, kicked out and the whole thing was a disaster. Well, I went to look back on that and I was like, man, why does the messenger remind me so much of this? <laughs> well, I went back to look and the guy who led the investment and who hired Michael Wolf to, to do um, Adweek was Jimmy Finkelstein. Oh, that's the guy a who then did the messenger. Name, by the way. So, hey, don't talk to me. Talk to Jimmy Finkelstein. So like Jimmy the, the whole, so Sorry. like <laughs> no no but but like the funny thing is, is I was like okay this this concept which I should have given some precursor there was this attempt at making a like mass general news site called the Messenger they blew through fifty million dollars in under a year they hired like two hundred and something journalists they had originally said they were going to hire five fifty they didn't hire that many they um base they hired Nietzsche and Zimmerman which. Uh, Again, talking about like like 2010s, like throwbacks, like way way, way to pretend it's still 20, 2012, you guys, um, to be like their their viral person, even though social uh, traffic doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and um, the whole thing was just like a throwback to an earlier era. And it, of course, it collapsed and failed. And they they ran out of money on on January 31st, fired people without any severance, because except for people in California who they had to pay vacation time to. And um, the whole thing is just a disaster and embarrassing. but. The thing is that struck me as I was like, okay, everybody was like, including myself, I was like, oh, this is such a twenty like tens idea, early twenty tens idea, and it. Re- but it also reminded me, and then I found out why because it was the same people of of the the you know ad week um, attempt, <laughs> except even in twenty ten, like my like very young, very green ass was like, oh, this is a bad idea even now, like. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a throwback to a bad idea from back then. Like at least the daily, I know why, I know why people took that job and like it failed, but at least it had paying users and like, yeah, we all thought the iPad was going to be a thing. Like I understand why people took a job at the daily. Yep. I know I'm going to be honest. There. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody took a job at the messenger. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And it does, it feels so old. Like I remember when, um, when Al Jazeera America started, like, Yep. I, I, um, well, first of all, like this goes back to harkens back to a really amazing time, which is that there was this guy, Mark Cotney, who was, who, who originally was working at Newsweek and started a Tumblr. It was like one of the first Tumblrs at like a news mm-hmm. organization. It was around the same time that I started the Utney Reader Tumblr, right? Like when I was working there. And he and I got to know each other online because, as he said, it's like you're two bomber pilots like flying over the land and you just kind of look and nod at each other. Because the only, I think the only other Tumblr for a media organization at that point was like Good Morning America. Um, and and so we were Mashable, but yeah, but before you're like Mashable. Yes, I'm sorry, Mashable. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Utney wasn't mainstream, but yeah, I, for some reason, I kind of like, 
Mashable felt like Mashable on Tumblr, right? It wasn't like, yep. oh, look, Mashable's on Tumblr. Oh, that's and exactly like, what it was. Because I ran yeah, that account for a long time. I, and it let's literally see now, was... it should have been you and me and Cody in bomber planes like, yep. <laughs> looking over the thing, right? Because like that was really fun to run a Tumblr from a media organization at that point because you got out of the CMS. Like, totally. Although actually they based, like Newsweek ended up like, was it New York? Was it the New York Review of Books? Somebody ended up basing a huge chunk of their CMS essentially inside of Tumblr. I don't remember how that worked. If it's true, we won't talk about that. So anyway, Mark Cotney ends up getting a job as like the media director at Tumblr. Makes sense. And then he gets hired on as like vice, vice president of something for Al Jazeera America when Al Jazeera decided they wanted to have an American-based thing. And they were doing that same kind of like, the future of media is cocaine. It's like, you know, the past of media was also cocaine. So we just got to figure out how to work in the. I was, I was in phone calls about a job. I would have had to move to New York to be an editor. I have never dealt with more jacked up, it like completely unreliable, total newsroom junkie people in my life. And I was like, I had like two phone conversations and I was just like, I said to my wife, I'm like, we're definitely not going to New York. Like this is, <laughs> this is not going to go well. I loved that. I wrote for them just once and I loved the experience, but like, that was another one of those things where like, that's what makes the messenger feel like it was 2000, whatever. This oh yeah. 1000%. Well, they also, they, they spent $8 million on real estate. They had offices in Palm beach, um, in Fidei. <laughs> oh, so, so Ficklesty was money laundering. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, clearly this whole thing, it, it was, now. it was like, and like this, this guy wrote this thing for New York mag about what it was like. He was like, yeah, we had this office, like 42,000 square feet in Fidei and the desks were empty almost all the time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, Defector, um, which is a, a like a reader sponsored publication, which is great from the people behind Deadspin. They wrote like a thing about basically like how many, you know, newsrooms like theirs could have been funded by, yeah, you know, the by 50 million. Um, yeah. and like the defectors, like, like annual budget is around $3 million or whatever. And, and like, they're able to increase it, you know, little by little, but like, you know, and, and they're paying salaries and they're being able to pay some dividends, so to speak, but like, it's certainly not you know, drowning in money, but it's a great publication and they pay their freelancers really well. And, um, uh, yeah, it is like, I'm like, okay, you probably wouldn't be able to have, you know, 20 defectors. Like, I don't think that, that that many exist, but it is really telling us like, wow, you could have used the money in so many other ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's absolutely so the case. Weirdly, we're still on my pick. For yeah. gratitude. I don't, I don't, I have no idea where we're at. I am, I'm not, I'm not conscious enough. Well, I'll tell remember, we'll handle it. So you, I do want to close over, out, I want to close me. out the messenger conversation by saying, if you go to their URL, it is just the yeah, name, the email. messenger and an email info at the messenger. And I would love to know the payment arrangement that has this URL staying alive. Is it like a 20 year subscription through hover? Yeah, that's, that's all I can figure because, because <laughs> they literally shut off. They literally shut it off the day that they announced. And I was like, Oh, they're not paying a second more of AWS stuff. So like, yeah. yeah um, okay. Let me, let me DNS this. Let me see who the DNS is. Cause I wonder if this is like being hosted on Netlify or Vercel or I know, right, right? pages. <laughs> like, like this is on some sort Fire. of cheap ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish that they would just have a little blinking under construction sign <laughs> <laughs> or just like a gravestone blinking maybe something like that you could have fun with it 
is what I'm. You really could, but but that would you know I think that there's probably like a part of them where like oh we can sell the assets you meet and it's like it's it's like Wolf dot com yeah. the um the episode of the office yeah. Uh, yeah, when, yeah, when um yeah. like it, when you're selling the url like and that's it also can um, I just okay say... no okay so this is going okay. to so the dns is still hosted um on aws um and so okay. i bet this is just an aws their bills like... went way down um I, oh, yeah. the, the other thing about the messenger just before we close is that if you were like I just got a job at this new news organization called The Messenger. I'd be like, you're Jehovah's Witness or what, you're Nation of Islam? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Right. It does not sound – it sounds like a religious paper or like a cult paper. It's the worst well, name. They weren't even in like the SEO listing. Like it took them months to get into SEO. Like they didn't even <laughs> launch did. that way. Yeah. Like 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 um um uh, uh, um like again Neiman did this thing. Like Josh Benton like did this thing where he was like, these are the things that, have, that rank higher than The Messenger on Google for The Messenger <laughs> on Google. It was – it was art. Um, I love it. All right. That, that's enough it. of that. Hey, men, sometimes it can feel like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. But with so much going on, we don't want to spend our free time waiting around in doctor's offices and long pharmacy lines. Now you don't have to with Hims. Hims is changing men's health care by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you can get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Hims offers an array of high-quality options, including pills or chews for ED, and serums, sprays, or oral options for hair loss. If prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No waiting rooms and no pharmacy visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatment, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. You can even manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash overtired. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash overtired for your personal treatment options. Hymns.com slash overtired. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash overtired for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. All right. Um, Christina, so, you so want to do yours? X. Yours is fun. Yeah, I'll Yours do is mine. a fun one. Yeah. Okay. So kind of speaking of throwback software a little bit, do you guys remember an app called Cover Sutra? Oh, totally. <laughs> so I remember that name. Jesus. So it was like basically like a, 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 a like a, an iTunes controller where you could see like the cover art of your, um, you know, what was playing back and it was really beautiful and it was nicer than like the mini mode in iTunes or whatever. Um, and um, the people who made it were great. It's all part of the delicious generation. Great app. This one I actually discovered while we were recording our last episode um, and I, I was kind of playing with it. While we were recording with Brian, uh, and because Jason Snell wrote about this um, on his blog, it's called Sleeves, um, and or, or or Sleeve rather, and and Sleeve Two is is the current version. Um, it's six dollars if you buy it directly. I think it's seven dollars in the Mac App Store, eight dollars in the Mac App Store. I bought it directly because I always worry about the App Store limitations, even if they don't exist. Um, yeah. And um, basically, it's. Um, and sits on your desktop and it'll like let you control music from Apple Music, Spotify, as well as Doppler. Um, it has um, Last.fm scrolling support. It has a bunch of different themes and you can also customize how it looks. Um, and you, you can even like share your stylings. And then um, 
it does integrate with like the Spotify developer API. If you want to have loving tracks like enabled on Spotify, so you could love a, a track when it's playing back on um, your uh, your thing. But um, it also supports um, like iCloud sync. So like for instance, themes that I've created in um, on on my Mac, and I actually just figured this out on my iMac will show up on my uh, laptop. Um, so when you when you customize like what the how how the things look and you can really get granular about like how the layout works, like what it looks like, how it sits and is positioned on your desktop. If it's going to be over or under things, you can create, you know, um, a, a system shortcuts and and other stuff. Um, I really, really like it. And so so pretty. It's, yeah, it's really pretty. And so this is going to be a thing that not a lot of people are going to need to use. But I mean, honestly, like you're probably fine with just you know, the built-in thing. Um, and I know that some people prefer having menu bar-based controls. I get it. But I often have like a second monitor, which is not being actively used for much. And so having this kind of positioned in like a lower corner quadrant, it's a it's a nice it's a nice little app, especially for for six bucks. Yeah. I keep That's awesome. I keep all of my window positioning I keep space available at the top and the bottom of the screen for exactly the kind of thing that this provides. Uh, do you guys remember an app called um, Simplify? Yeah. No. <laughs> you could create. So. You could create what were called jackets for Simplify using CSS yes. and HTML. Jackets. And yeah, I, I loved. I love Simplify. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I created. I created a jacket called Sideshow. That gave you like a full screen menu bar at the left side of your screen that would like show like progress and and track name, album name, all of that. And I love that app. It has gone unupdated for years now. Um, yeah, it's not even available in the Mac App Store anymore. Like the website still exists. It says 2012 yeah. to 2021. Yeah. And I think you can probably still. Yeah. If you click on the download link, like it'll go to open App Store and it's not even available anymore but that was a great app it's dead now but i'm really into sleeve um that is i i hope they open up i hope they open up an api that i can develop for yeah you should will, reach out to them i will 100 make jackets for you gotta this. pull those jackets out of the closet yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no you know you should totally do it um and and i think uh you should reach out to them because you should sober um, up and reach out to them Sober yeah, up. no, I was going to say. <laughs> Who the well, there, fuck well, there, are you? There, <laughs> you can't say, tell me what to do. <laughs> Sorry. They're a two-person team, <laughs> but like that is actually probably the perfect size for. Yeah, you know for that kind of people thing. People who would, yeah, exactly. People who would be like, be able to be like, yeah, it has to go through zero meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I love yep. it. That looks okay. super cool. Um. Okay. Should I do mine? Yeah, I have two because one, well, one is it's fine that one is tedious because that's how we love apps. But I just wanted to do two. So one's a one's a Mac app and one's a just iOS app. Maybe it's on the Mac. I don't use it there. But I, I was using I've been using Table Plus for for SQL tables for like ever. Yeah, and it's fantastic. It is. It's great. And then they added a very cool feature, which is like this little AI column. So you can just be like, I want to do this. Give me the, this is the great for being a lazy SQL programmer person, um, which I am, but I'm, I, normally I'd be looking stuff up. Yeah, it's great. But it's 
that just got that function like whatever it seemed to have gotten funky i was getting a lot of weird crashes in the whole thing whatever and now table plus people if that's fixed i'm sorry i don't mean to tell anybody not to do it but i did have to go find something else because i was on deadline and so i ended up at navicat navicat mm-hmm. navicat for SQLite, and i love it i love it so much and i think that it has it i it's this is kind of strange but like i do more work in my relational databases now. <laughs> and part of it is I need to be because I've got a project that has this like super complex relational database, but like it's beautiful. It's easy to use. It's got some wonderful features. It's got a really cool like charting feature. If you want to just make some quick charts, um, it's it's just like, oh, it's so good. And I don't know what to say. Like if you if you are looking for a SQL database app or a SQLite database app, whatever, like you already know what you want. And I just I just want to put that out there as something that if you've been using something else forever, like Table Plus, which I love, just play with this a little bit because I was really impressed and I was glad that I had a reason to try something else because literally I've been using Table Plus since I was in a newsroom, which is at this point. 2012 was the last newsroom I was in. And so, um, so anyway, that was fun. And the other one is like Casey lists of ATP of all, you know, accidental tech podcasts and whatever, lots of things, I guess, uh, in life, but has this app call sheet, which because it was called call sheet, I just never knew what the hell is this thing? It didn't like hit me. And then he was talking about, I've started listening to ATP again. I go through seasons uh, with ATP and when I'm going through a season now, I will admit that it was this thing that happens to me where I just want more Syracuse. Um, mm-hmm. And and Casey was talking about call sheet. I'm like, I gotta check this app out. It's an amazing app for just like, you know how fucking maddening it is to look at IMDB um, when you want to know something. And if you're not yep. watching Prime, you don't have that thing where you can stop and look at the actors. That's this is right, just like, yeah. A beautiful app that is so it's it's well done. It's pretty. It's it does the good. things you want it to do. It's quick, and it allows you to just be like, "I'm watching this thing. Show me who's in it, and now show me who else was in it." And it is exactly what you need. It's crisp. It's yes. clear. The information is right there. And and if you want to go to IMDb, you can get there from there. But I just yeah, think no, he, it's great. He's done an amazing it, job. He has. I really really like it. Like I I bought it like as soon as it came out. And I'm a huge fan because the thing is, the IMDb app used to be really good and it's gotten worse and worse. And so I used bad. to pay for IMDb Pro and I don't anymore because um, I don't I don't need to contact people's publicists. And so I don't yeah. need it for the email access, yeah. which is why I used to pay for it. And um, but the IMDb app is just like kind of garbage now. And and the website um, like um, uh, John August used to make a, a Safari extension that would like re like do like would fix like IMDb. Yeah. Um, but, but that hasn't been updated in a long time, um, years at this point, but, but call sheet is, is great. Um, I will, the one thing I will note, cause I think that it's great. I think that it's um, a really good app and, and it is great for 99% of things you do. I will say there is some information that isn't exact and isn't always going to be as up to date because of the source that mm-hmm. they're using is, is like just not as good as IMDb, mm-hmm. but for the vast majority of things, like it is really, really solid. Um, and, um, like I, I like how, um, Casey's designed it. Like you said, like you have an easy way of going to Wikipedia or to, you know, the website uh, yeah. for the project or you can choose what you're, thing. you can have a quick link from your results and you can choose what that is. And one of them is to go to the technical information. Like what camera was used in this movie? Like yeah. it's, it's so awesome. So awesome. And I do oh, yeah. understand why it's called call sheet. 
now that I know what the app is, but it just didn't both that and the icon didn't really grab me ever. And so I was like, uh, what is this thing? Anyway, I love it. And I also want to say, well, one thing about IMDb, which is that, do you remember when Boing Boing went to shit? Like all yeah. of a sudden it was just spammy ass ads everywhere. It was just butts and pimples like thrust in your face. Um, yeah. Which is what I think I wish high school was like, but it wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, like that's what IMDb is, and like I still remember. I used to go to Boing Boing every day. I'm doing this, Christina, because we we opened the hatch on this one. We have. I used to go there every fucking day. I used to love it, and then just like overnight, it just became trash. The content wasn't all that different, but the ads were just like, and the interstitials, and it was just like, blah, 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 blah. it's a nightmare. Anyway. Just to say that about Boing Boing. Sorry, Boing Boing. I, I know some of you people. You are great people, great <laughs> thinkers, great writers. But I don't know. You needed money, I guess. I guess you needed money. Well, I mean, it's weird, too, because, like, um, you know, two of the the co-founders are are gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like Carla's still there. And and, mm-hmm. and Rob might as well be a co-founder because he's been there for forever. For but sure. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. And then the last thing I'll say, which is about Casey List, which is that. In coming back to Accidental Tech Podcast, which, of course, the very first fucking episode I'm hearing about fish from Marco, um, which I think is a great bet. I think the fact that you can't listen to an episode, it feels like without Marco either talking about fish or someone gave a shit about fish, the P-H-I-S-H is what I'm talking about, the band, is is kind of delightful because I don't think we should change in many ways. But uh, can you imagine, to listeners of the, of the podcast, I want to just... Uh, I don't often appreciate Casey's role enough, and I did for the first time in a way I never had, which is like, can you imagine trying to find your place between John Syracuse and Marco Arman? Can you imagine trying to figure out what, where your two feet are between those two dudes who I love? But anyway, I just wanted to share that and, and, and give some appreciation. Also, Call Sheet's one of those apps. And actually, while we're on the topic of all three of these guys, uh, Overcast is one of these apps too, where I just would love to have a line into all the different decisions you had to make along the way to make the thing what it is, because both with podcasts, which Overcast, of course, is podcast app, and with Callsheet trying to get this information the way you would want it, you just have to make so many calls like any app, but I bet they were all interesting. I bet every one of those calls was interesting that you had to make. So anyway, thanks for, thanks for the good work, everybody. There we are, gratitude. So here's the deal. When we start with mental health corner, we'll take mental health corner to the end. When we start with gratitude, I think it's probably very easy to take gratitude to the end. But we do have a little time and we do need to talk about the Grammys. And I want to, Christina, you are always the driver of this. I, I am always a distant observer. I cannot watch the show. I've never been able to do it. I, and I'm not being, I, my wife and I talk about this because she, she likes award shows and I don't. It's like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not being a snob. But it does hurt my heart to watch a thing that I love, music, mm-hmm. <laughs> get get compressed into this very gross for me thing. Now, oh yeah, I want to be clear, and I know you. I mean, we all see that, right? Like, oh yeah, I also love the performances, and so even though I can't sit through one, I I'm on TikTok. There's Tracy Chapman, you know. There's Killer Mike accepting his awards. There's Boy Genius being fucking adorable, running for their so awards. Cute. Like I love it. And so Christina, I always like hearing from you on this stuff. You originally told us we have to talk about Miley Cyrus. Well, just because we love Miley, and Miley run Miley. won Record of the Year. Yeah. Um, for for Flowers and um, best uh, um, best pop solo. Um, 
for flowers. Record of the year, I definitely think it was deserved. Um, and uh, I was a little bit surprised that it got it because I was like, oh, maybe they'll give it to what was I made for, whatever, that that one song of the year, which uh, was completely in- inevitable because mm. they love, love, love Billie Eilish at the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, like they, they, they love her. Yeah. Um, she's one of the few like young kind of artists who has already achieved that thing that like a lot of legacy artists have where like you see their name and I'm like, oh, I bet they didn't even listen to the album. They just voted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. But but that was also a great song and huge movie. Um, I have to say, though, like, yeah, the performances this year were really good. Uh, Trevor Noah was funny. Uh, he made like a, a Taylor Swift um, a NFL joke at the beginning that like she laughed at. That and worked. it was funny. And it was it was it totally worked. It was like a total 180 from like the Golden Globes guy. It was like, oh, yeah, see, this is what happens when you actually hire a professional. Who Did you see the doing. New York Times piece analyzing the amount of time that the NFL put the camera? Yes. Okay, I, just want to, I should it, have sent like that, but I was seconds. like, I don't need to send this. She knows. I know. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, What's his face? Cowheed. Colin Cowheed like did the same thing where he basically called um, the the NFL fans who are like mad at it. They basically he basically called them incels. Is basically what he did, and it was great. Um, All right, so Trevor, he's Noah not was wrong. Good. He's not wrong, but yeah. no, but 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 Miley was great. She looked great. I think I tweeted at some point. I was like like Liam Hemsworth, like like a wellness check because <laughs> it, you know. Um, speaking of wellness checks, when, when Taylor won for best um, uh, pop vocal, uh, which. I was expecting her to win that album of the year was a surprise, but whatever. When she announced that, like she announced that she, we all thought she was going to be like, oh, Reputation Taylor's version coming soon. And she's like, no, I have a new album coming out on on April 19th called The Tortured Poets uh, Society. <laughs> and uh, and you can pre-order it now. And then her store literally, it took me half an hour to check out, <laughs> which was insane to me. Um, also, um, we, we all need to, or it's not portrait, not tortured poet society. Uh, it's tortured poets department. Sorry. Bad fan. Um, I felt really bad for Casey Musgraves who had paid a lot of money to have a, a, an ad for her new album, which is also coming out on April 19th. Yeah. Right before Taylor won. Yep. Casey, Casey girl, you're going to have to move that date. Yeah. Friend of the show, Casey Musgraves. Yeah, yeah, girl, you're going to have to move that date because like Universal is both of your labels and and they are not going to put any money behind you oh at all. Like, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to move. Um, but I felt bad for her for that. It's but, like um, you're driving down the road and it's completely gone into the sea. But but you we know? got the track listing after uh, like yesterday for for the the um, the new Taylor album. And uh, this is this is an album that I'm, I'm going to call it now is going to be called Fuck Joe um, uh, colon the album. Uh, Joe meaning her ex-boyfriend because <laughs> shit like she's not even remotely fucking around like there's a like it it is basically like yep she does she go harder like okay she's, she's with football jones now yeah when she has had a terrible breakup and i'm not trying to oversimplify this stuff because she does a fucking great job of, of sure. putting breakup shit in the song so i'm not absolutely when she but it, it traditionally historically if she is writing from a place of being in a relationship that is feeling good at that moment is she even more vicious about the last one well yes and no and here's the thing she made it very clear to say that she'd been sitting on this album for two years yeah so, which to me is like her saying, like, this is not about the current boyfriend. This is this is fuck show the album. So the hard part about being the boyfriend. Hey, look, it's not about me. She doesn't say football right. once. She has songs called like uh, 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 "Who's Afraid of Little Old Me." Um, I can fix him. Um, 
Oh, yeah. No, really? I can? Yeah. Um, yeah. Daddy, yeah. I love him. Um, I can do it with a broken heart. So Long yeah. London, which he's from London, so she's, that's, again, like, this is like a, an album that's very much like, go fuck yourself. That's funny, because I bet he was in the zone where he's like, I think I dodged the bullet. No, I bet he was. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. This is where I honestly feel like she processed this enough, and she's like, oh, no, I'm in a good place now. Also, I literally have nothing left to prove, so fuck it. I'm yeah. going to destroy you. Yeah. I'm I'm literally going to destroy you. Like you thought that the song that she released, uh, You're Losing Me, um, as like a bonus track, like it was like, oh, you thought that was gonna be the worst. No, no, no. This is like, sorry, bro, like maybe you should have had maybe you should have let her maybe you should have showed up for her, is all I know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, she's so dramatic. Yeah. Joe. She she wrote, she wrote this this is what the liner notes say. And so I enter into evidence, my tarnished coat of arms, my muses acquired like bruises. That's a good line. <laughs> my talismans and charms, the tick, tick, tick of love bombs, my veins of pitch black ink, all's fair in love and poetry. Sincerely, the chairman of the tortured poets department. To quote my and, people, oofta. And apparently, like, he used to be in a group chat Call like the tortured men's club. <laughs> so anyway, um, outed. Anyway, but back to Miley. Miley was great. Uh, she looked great. Boy Genius did not perform, but they won three Grammys. That was great. And are on hiatus. Uh, is that right? I thought I saw. Yeah, that. Okay. yeah. Well, they just because they all do their been, own thing. Yeah, I think they they like committed a year to the project, and then like the years up, won their like, fucking Grammy, and we're like, all right, cool, we're done. But they were adorable. They were and, like, adorable. They were wearing right. white suits. They fucking ran to the stage. I mean, because they weren't wearing dresses. Which right. It's like, great. Like, I want to see more people run to the stage. I mean, they were, yeah, they no, were it was adorable. super cute. And it was super cute. And like, they were like, Phoebe had already won one like backstage, but um, it, 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 I guess when they were getting ready with, with SZA and they didn't accept that one. But then um, when they got their three, like, you could tell that they never they were not expecting, you know, yeah, like best rock album, best rock or not rock album, but like rock song and like alternative album. And I think um, something else with rock, but like good on them. Yeah. Good job. And then Tracy Chapman. Holy shit. Holy shit. Incredible. Who doesn't perform, right? Like, no, it's been years. last time she performed on TV was was for Letterman in 2015, like for one of his last shows. So Fast Car is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. And and like it's it was unbelievable. I mean, it just her. It was so good. God, I wish she did still perform. But how cool that she doesn't. But when she does, it's like, just so you know, I've got this in here. I just keep it at home. And he was so cute with her. Like he was jelly roll. He was like he was singing like he was like, like mouthing the words. He was mouthing the words when it wasn't his turn. Yeah. That's right. Adorable. And everybody in the audience was like into it. Like. Everybody, like when the chorus was hitting, like oh, everybody, yeah. not, like Op- Oprah was having the time of her life because Oprah yeah. was there. And uh, which, she's always got, you know, she was a chair sitter. She was a yeah, I seat, mean, pillar. Well, <laughs> seat pillar. Mer- Meryl Streep was also there because Meryl Streep's um, um, son-in-law is Mark Ronson. Oh, funny. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Joni Mitchell performed. Great. I haven't seen which, that, though. Um, it, it, I'll, I'll find it for you. It's, it's a crier because she's 80. Yeah. You know, like nine years ago, she had an aneurysm and like we all thought she was dead like genuinely and i don't know how she'd never performed at the grammys before because that was insane to me like that's that's nuts i'm like in the 70s why would you not have her up there all yeah 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 um so so you know uh canada gave us good stuff with that and then um 
Billy Joel performed. He was he was good actually, uh, but he's made that up with a, his uh, with his drummer Liberty Devito. I'm just here to tell mm-hmm. everybody, friend of the show Liberty Devito, they're friends. Nice, <laughs> great. Drum. Oh, and uh, Annie Lennox um, did a um, a nice uh, rendition of uh, "Nothing Compares to You" uh, during oh, like, the nice. Emporium segment. Nice. Um, That's amazing. The performances were really good. Yeah. Why does it? So now everything, like you'd said, like Phoebe, Phoebe Bridges won a award backstage. Which I, that's pretty badass, by the way. Just like, I just, I, oh, we're hanging out just a minute. I just won an award uh, over here by the <laughs> catering table. But like, right. is the deal, because I didn't watch the show, it seems like everything I was seeing, like Killer Mike's acceptance tweets, it looks like it was in the middle of the ceremonies, which I guess it was, just not televised. Right. That's not televised. What right? are so they, they do? do two- why? Why is Phoebe, Because they can't fit all of them. Yeah, but it's like a hundred awards. Yeah, no, it's a hundred awards for sure. But like and, both of those felt and, like ones that could totally be in the show. You're not wrong. And this is a contentious thing. So for instance, they there's a, a battle over the years with the Grammys, uh, the Courting Academy about like, okay, the tele because the telecast makes them all their money. Yeah. And and so they need ratings. And to get the ratings, you need to have performances. Yeah. Yep, but if yep. you have performances, then that means you don't have award time. And so they give out the bulk of the awards um, at a ceremony a few hours beforehand. And like that's when Boy right, James got okay. theirs. And that's when Killer Mike got his. And, and is then the they full have, like, crowd there? Um, no. At but Crypto.com Arena? I mean, you have – you have pro- it's probably more people are probably at that one than they are at the main event. Okay. Okay. Because the main event is really like this is the televised one. So that's yep. like album of the year, song of the year, record of the year. Um best new artist you know that sort of thing um and then they will pick like what songs they used to do like in the 90s like when alternative was getting bigger like they would make like best rock album best alternative that would be part of the main ceremony that's not anymore um they they uh will go back and forth like uh SZA did have one of her win- one of her awards was given to her on stage and i think that they probably put that one in the main ceremony because they she was got the most nominations. She did not win the most, but she got the most nominations. And I think they wanted to be able to like let her actually accept an award on stage. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why they put that there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a hard thing because like the show went long. It was like three and a half hours. Like it went long. Yeah. Um, like it's supposed to end at 11. Like it ended at 1137 or something. Like it went long. 1137. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. Well, because I was watching three hours behind, but Oh yeah, that's. I was must, like, that I would, must be nice in that case. It is, and then they replay it immediately afterwards, and so I was just like, okay, wow, this this went long as fuck. Because oh, part of that was that Jay Z got some like Dr. Dre Lifetime Achievement Award, and then he just talked forever. Okay, got it. Like yep. he just talked yep, yep, forever. Yeah. And like, like as as like, I don't know, man. Like maybe maybe write it down next time. I don't know, but like, <laughs> um, Beyonce did show up though. Like like they came in late. Like they weren't there for the whole thing, but they came in and she was there with Blue Ivy and like she had a cowboy They've hat. They come on in late before. I, I like that bit. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I mean, they they can't we'll get let's there very, when we let's get be there. Real. They got seat. Let's fillers. be real. Like Beyonce can show up any fucking time she wants. Right? Who's the like, seat filler for Beyonce? Do you have to appear at least a little bit? incredible and regal or can you just be sandy from north carolina i mean i don't know i guess it depends on where she's seated yeah yeah that's amazing um (laughs) but yeah so the performances were really good and like okay i will say this and then i'll shut up about this because we've been talking too long about the grammys but i was accused of being a taylor swift anti on threads which was the most amazing (laughs) wait what's a taylor swift anti it's not meaning someone who's yes oh okay why is it at the end why they bury the lead? <laughs> because f- fan culture. I don't okay, know. Okay. Okay. Um, Why were you that? Why were you that? What happened, Christine? Because because all I said was, okay, I think we can all agree 
that she won the award, and I'm very happy she won the award, but it was like a cumulative thing. Like it was kind of like a, we're really sorry that 10 years ago we gave Random Access Memories by Daft Punk album of the year. Sorry we let Kanye up on stage that one time. Well, that was the VMAs, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that was VMAs. But sorry, sorry. That was the VMAs. But but no, but it was like, to me, I was like, okay, well, this is clearly, because like all award shows do this. Like the Oscars do this too, the Emmys as well. We're like, you you win the award. And it's not actually for that piece of art. Uh-huh. It is either for your cumulative artistic achievement that year, which this year, let's, no one has had more impact in the world than her. So fair. Or because like, hey, Leo DiCaprio, we're really sorry we didn't give you Oscars all those other times, but you jumped inside a bear. So we're going to give it to you for the Revenant, right? Yep. Here's like, a new young woman as a girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Right. So like- you know, sometimes the award that you win, it's not for that particular piece of art. It's like, we're really sorry that we got it wrong all those times in the past. And also you had like a really big year. So all I'm By saying this is logic, like, I should be getting my fucking Grammy soon. Totally. You should. <laughs> but but like I'm just saying like Midnight's not the best album of the year, like not even close. Am I mad that she won her fourth album of the year? No. I think that, again, like cumulatively, like for everything else, like that she, she, she saved the music industry. Like she sold more records than all the other, like 20 people combined. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, give it to her. I get it. The the heiress tour has changed economies. Like I I get it. Give it to her. I'm just kidding. But (laughs) yes, same, but like, don't pretend that this is like the best album. And so I guess some Taylor Swift stand was like, oh, you know, like was basically calling me an anti and was like, oh, you know, the the meltdowns are starting already. And I'm like, I'm not melting down. I'm just saying clearly this was because Red lost 10 years ago. And like, this is payback. Not, <laughs> you know, I'm not like in any way diminishing anything. And, and, and the person was like, oh, well, you could have just said that Red deserved a Grammy too. And I'm like, okay, but like, Midnight's wasn't the best album of 2023. Like, what, what do you want me to, you want me to lie? Like, I'm not going to. You're not like, going to lie. It's not even the top. I'm not going to crack. Even, it's, it's not even one of her fifth. It's. I, I think it's probably like her seventh best album. Like, okay, it, it's, I it's not even say, the top five. I want to say something I love about the term Taylor Swift anti, which is that it seems like the community will not besmirch her name by putting another word before it. Everything oh, goes yeah. at the end. It's like Taylor mm-hmm. Swift the Lionhearted. It's like Taylor Swift anti. So like, even if what's what we're talking about is bad, we get the positive jolt, the dopamine hit of hearing your name first before we get mad. <laughs> before we get mad. Yeah. But but it was anyway, but that was a very funny thing to me. I was like, wait, I just I just waited in line for 30 minutes to spend $96 with tax and shipping on this bitch on her new album. Like, because I had to buy the CD, the vinyl and the, Friend of the show, um, this bitch. Cassette. Yeah, completely. I was like, OK, so. I, I, I'm an anti just because I'm like, yeah, yeah. So she didn't win it for this album. Where it it was clearly cumulative, which yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I uh, you're not you're not ever going to convince me that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we go. Can I title the episode Taylor Swift anti question <laughs> mark? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going to be the one where Brett's drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, can I just say to people that if you, uh, if any of this piqued your interest, I love watching Grammy clips on TikTok. I mean, not mm-hmm. as much as I like Please watching live streams of oil riggers. Last night we were supposed <laughs> to finish. We were supposed to finish uh, uh, Lenny, uh, whatever the Lenny Bernstein Bernstein movie. Um, and, and I was enthralled watching a live stream of oil riggers and, and it was like, come on, we got to watch me. He said, no, we got to watch these. Oh, fine. I'll watch this. But I understood 
more of what was happening in the oil riggers than I, than I could of what Bradley Cooper was saying in his fantastic uh, uh, job of playing Leonard Bernstein. But man, I can't hear a damn, I can't understand a damn thing. I don't know where between hit him home. Yeah, I if I want. It's crazy. It's good though. That's all. That's all I have to say. Have you guys watched that movie? No. Yeah. Uh-uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's not great, but it's good. <laughs> I just watched okay. a proposal, and I would say the same thing. Oh, yeah. well, like it's irresistible in a way. Proposal is but... good. That that's a Ryan Reynolds and um uh, yeah. um Sandra Bullock. Sandra that's Bull- a fucking yeah. great movie. Any honestly, was, that's a great rom com. It was not great, but it was good. Yeah, I don't even mean to say not great, but good because I really there's so much I loved about this movie, but it is. And it's all just like vignettes, but it's not really, it's not really telling you that it is. <laughs> so you're just like, what fucking house am I in now? It's very confusing. But I could, uh, he's, he's absolutely incredible to watch. I mean, it's just Speaking he's of, fantastic. After that Merlin episode, I become obsessed with house. I need to dig oh, in. Such a good show. I, I've been watching one to two episodes a night ever since that episode. And I, I'm obsessed with house now. It's it's a really good show. It awesome. is a really good show. It's really good Acting's writing. Really good. It's really good writing, and it's really good character development. And I cannot complain at all. I love awesome. House. Well, maybe I'll get there. That's 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 Drunk Brett's addition to this whole conversation. Have you guys watched House? As he's watching <laughs> a ten-year-old show. <laughs> Have you guys seen this show? And I stole House. your wallet. <laughs> I stole your wallet. You want to feel really old? Yeah, always. I don't need to, but um, yes. How House debuted in 2004. Oh, 2004. Fuck. Wow. Jesus fuck. Okay, yeah. So you see all this gray hair on my beard? I don't think anybody does, but I do. You do. You Hey, you have it too. Oh, are you kidding me? I have a whole... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I um, knock on wood very much. So like I have... I'm not like I I have a few got like, nothing. No, like I have a couple stray grays that I honestly started getting like 10 years ago, but yeah. I it's it's small like and it's one of the things where I, I I can pluck them and it's like maybe one part of my head and it's I don't have anything else. And um, I always ask my stylist every time I see him like, how's it looking? How's it going? Because my mom <laughs> went white. Like my mom went great. And so she gets oh, her hair dyed. Yeah. Like, like she, she goes it's, like every three weeks. She went white early. And it's, it's going to yeah. happen to you all at once when you finally stop being what? 29. Yeah. Well, my it's grandmother gonna, was nine. All at once. All at once. You're just going to go. If you were like, Adele, every album white. would have the same name. <laughs> it would. It would always be 29. Um, <laughs> no, but my grandmother was 90 when she died and she still like, she was like, it was pretty dark. Like it was, she helped. So I'm, I'm hoping that like I inherit from her I and not from my best. mom. I hope for you. Yeah. I mean, I actually, uh, well, what, one person told I, me, they're like, if you haven't already gone, if it hasn't already started now, they're like, it's not going to happen. So I looked at myself in the mirror today and I saw this gray and I was like, dude, well, you're, you're rocking a up. proper salt and pepper right now. You're pulling it off. Yeah. You're, yeah. You are okay. pulling it off. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I am. Well, you're also am a man. Being, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I am the age I am, and I'm actually I'm proud to have lived long enough to have gray hair. Like yeah, that was not in the cards for me, so I'm okay with it. I think I think that's completely fair. <laughs> yeah, man. They call me Graybeard and Silverback. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we did it. We, this is nice. We we give the listeners one episode that's not two hours long. Right. 
we'll be back Season with two four, hours. First episode, one hour. We did it. Yep. It was still incredibly ADHD, which I love about it. Like, if anything, it was totally. more ADHD than usual. Like, yes. And and we did not even do a mental health corner. I th- oh shit! I didn't even realize that. I'd really like to see a transcript of this uh, this episode that is only proper nouns, because I feel <laughs> like you can actually watch what happened to us by just the list of proper nouns. I, Anybody I will yeah, send basically. you. I will send you the transcript. I know you have the software to make that happen. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's funny. No mental health corner, but you know, let's. Uh, we should wrap it anyhow, and we'll wrap it anyway. We'll, we'll we'll start with mental health corner properly. All right, y'all, get some sleep. Get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. get some sleep. Uh huh. Everybody. The system is going down low.